Welcome to Marvel Studios News. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by Paul Herman for episode 96 of our show, in which we will be breaking down the first trailer for Captain Marvel. But before we talk about the trailer, I have to thank Artisti Harris. Artisti is a new patron over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News, where we offer exclusive content that is not available anywhere else we do there's a daily podcast on there there are two weekly q a shows there are also patreon credit scenes which are available for just a dollar a month where we take an episode like this one and then we discuss an additional topic we have an exclusive conversation so for this week we discuss the captain marvel trailer on the main show but then on the patreon credit scene we discuss the news from variety that marvel studios will be producing original exclusive limited series for characters like Loki and Scarlet Witch on the Disney streaming service. So all of that kind of content is available at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And if you do become one of our patrons and start getting that exclusive content, you also get an exclusive RSS link to go with it, which you can put into a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts and subscribe there. So that way you get the main show, you get all the Patreon exclusives, all in one spot. You don't have to manage multiple feeds for your Marvel Studios News content. And then make sure you also keep up with us every day on our website, marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, and on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. So with all that done, let's go ahead and get on with our show and talk Captain Marvel. Paul Herman, it has been a day. It's it's been a day. It's been a day. It's been a huge day. <laughs> Just so much going on. And I'm going to get to the Captain Marvel trailer and we're going to talk about the Marvel Studios produced limited series that are reportedly coming to the Disney streaming service, but first I got to talk about how this became the biggest day in the history of the website marvelstudiosnews.com. So I got up super early this morning, was just working on the, the normal stuff, posting the trailer, doing a reaction video for Superhero News. Then I did the Daily Bugle, where I talked a little bit more about the trailer for our Patreons, for more or for our patrons on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News, if you're interested. But I was going through all of that, and then I found out via Tim Costello, who was uh, he's contributed to the site, and he notified me on Twitter that all of a sudden... A link from MarvelStudiosNews.com was in the bio for the official Instagram account of the Russo brothers. And the, I mean, it's not like it was the most revelatory article or anything like that. The article was actually pertaining to a photo that had been shared by Karen Gillan. And it was a photo that was shared from inside Joe Russo's restaurant, which has been doing like some opening events over the past few days here. But it opens to the public in downtown L.A., on Thursday night. And so I just wrote up a little article about the restaurant opening and about the photo of all the pe all the Marvel peeps who were at that event the other night. And then sure enough, the Russo brothers shared, uh, they put the link in the bio of their Instagram account. And then they also tweeted a link to the article. And so it's really about Joe Russo's restaurant. It has nothing to do with Marvel Studios news. But anyway, thanks to the Russo brothers for giving us a really huge day on the website. That was a lot of fun to see. Yeah, you showed me that and you told me that, you know, at first I'm like, you're like, look at the bio. And I'm like, what are you talking about the bio for? I don't get it. And I just was not I thought I thought it was from the actual like website Marvel Studios. And I'm like, I don't get oh, it's Marvel Studios news. And mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap. And then I realized, holy crap, this is like their official Instagram account. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, out of boy. Had a baby? Yeah, I mean, so so far, like thanks to the Russos, this was by far and away the biggest day ever, traffic-wise, for the website. So thanks to them for that. Really appreciate it. And now I feel yeah. I'm really happy that I have a reservation for the restaurant on Thursday night because I'm sure now, thanks to our coverage on Marvel Studios News, it's blowing up. I'll <laughs> <laughs> no, those reservations were already doing fine. I, I booked my reservation on Sunday, and the earliest time I could get in to eat for Thursday night was 9:45 p.m. So p.m. p.m. I'm gonna eating. I am eating a late dinner on Thursday night. 
but well, I'll be going early. To scope out the bar, you know, the usual stuff. I, I'm I'm yeah. big on the L.A. party scene, so they expect me oh. at re- that restaurant oh. openings. <laughs> they don't. They have no idea. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. so that was cool, but it wasn't as cool as the news that dropped today. As I mentioned before, we're going to talk about the Disney streaming service and the Marvel Studio stuff. That's going to go in the Patreon credit scene. We're going to talk in this episode about the Captain Marvel trailer, the first trailer ever for any Captain Marvel movie, and therefore the first Captain Marvel movie. So, Paul, yes. everybody already kind of knows what I think because I I don't... <laughs> I don't really tease what I think about these things. I say what I think about them on Twitter. And then, of course, people saw some of you may have seen my reaction video on Superhero News where I was geeking out all over that trailer. So but but Paul, on the other hand, Paul's an enigma. (laughs) You never know what Paul's going to say. And and I don't know what Paul's going to say about a movie or a trailer or anything like that. So, Paul, what'd you think? Let's let's go with some opening thoughts here. What'd you think of this Captain Marvel trailer? So, first of all, I want to say for the record, I really like this trailer. And I think that it's funny. One one of my major criticisms of the trailer is also one of my major – not criticisms, but um, how do I phrase this? It's it's different than other Marvel Studio um, trailers. Like everyone – Everyone knows that I criticize the hell out of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailers. I did not like them. And for the Black Panther ones, they were kind of hit and miss for me. Like, I, I still thought it looked fine, but I just I never really grabbed me as much as the other trailers have before. This trailer has it gripped me right away. And I want to also state for the record that I do not know that much about Captain Marvel comic books or and the character itself. I'll be very frank with you. I mean, the Captain Marvel character, as far as this incarnation of Carol Danvers, is very new. And I want and for people who don't know that I I'm a giant Marvel zombie. I've been reading Marvel comics, you know, since I was a wee wee lad. And but Captain Marvel was never in Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. She either was like in a coma for when I was reading comic books. She came back and was like a different character. And when she came in the the Kelly Sue, uh, there's a Kelly uh, Kelly Sue name. Duconic. I want to say Suconic, but it's Duconic. Yes. Kelly Duconic. Sue Duconic. Not Duconic. Um, Dayconic. <laughs> Whatever. I'm terrible with names. Everyone knows this. It's so different. I mean, come Ask on. Albert What's his landmine? Yeah, exactly. Come on. There's no surprise, people. But anyway, um, I I remember I bought the first couple issues. I liked it, but it didn't grab me as much as I, you know, as I just keep buying it on a regular basis. But I did buy that first issue and I liked and I did like what they were doing with the character. So but so when I say this, I want to make it very well known that I'm not like this giant Captain Marvel fan. I don't know a ton about her. I know a decent amount her, you know, more than the average person, obviously, because I've been reading comics for like, you know, 25 years or whatever uh, or more. I should almost 30 years now, I guess. Oh, God, that's, that's awful. Um, anyway, um, that being said, I love this trailer. I really did. I have a couple one kind of, I wouldn't say major beef, which we'll get into this in a little bit, but I'm going to start with all the positive stuff, which is everything. I thought everything was great in this trailer. I felt one of the things I really liked about it, and this is, again, coming from someone who knows her backstory and knows where these characters are coming from. I have no idea where they're going with the story. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I've watched it a couple of times or a bunch of times now when I got home from work because I couldn't just you know watch it on loop it at work, you know, but I went, I got home and I, you know, and even when I watched it before uh, I went to work or, um, whatever, I was just kind of like, I have no idea where this is going necessarily because it is very different from what I know of the character, which we all kind of knew, but even the 90s setting itself, like I've, I'm kind of like really in the dark about a lot of stuff. I mean, they're incorporating like great stuff in here, like the, the, the Cree scroll war and things like that. Like that's like all in here. It's exciting. You got Nick Fury, you know, Colson, but I really don't know where thing, where her, you know, her story begins and or begins exactly. And I don't want to know like, and, and again, because I know so much about these characters, characters already. I want to be as like, and you know, ambiguous to this as possible because I don't, I want to be surprised. And the one thing I got from this trailer was that this is a this is a different kind of hero than we're getting. And again, I, it kind of ties with a little bit of my criticism, which we'll get in a second. But for me, I like the idea 
at the same time that she wasn't exactly this is not like a a quippy you know iron man character or or whatever like th- one thing i will say that i'm i got the impression from this trailer is that carol danvers is a no nonsense lady i mean she is like just gauging from all of this i that's think that's just that, where yeah. we're i just think that's how we're meeting her at first because she Exa- doesn't yeah, exactly. she doesn't yeah. know who she is that's very clear in this trailer mm-hmm. is that she's when she gets back to earth she crash lands in the blockbuster video then she starts having memories and actually we see more smiles and laughs we don't hear any jokes or any quips or anything but we see smiles yeah. and and we see like she seems to be a more upbeat kind of personality when we see like the air force days like there's that shot yes. of her mm-hmm. smiling as she's walking out next to Maria Rambo like you you have these other things so the cree if you didn't realize from Ronin and Guardians of the Galaxy, the Kree are serious as shit. So mm-hmm. that's why I think you see a little bit of a tonal difference with Captain Marvel. And I think what you're going to see is more of Carol's own natural personality come out mm-hmm. as we watch the film. But I don't think you want to do too much of that in the trailers. If, the, if it's an important part of the story that this character mm-hmm. is going to discover who she really who she really is then you can't like spoil all of that by just putting everything in the trailer and be like all the serious stuff that you see in here none of that matters cuz it's all going to go away by the end of the movie like you right. you have to balance that and i actually think as a trailer this trailer doesn't actually have anybody tell a joke exactly yeah nobody tells a joke the only funny bit in the trailer is the crash landing in blockbuster video yeah i don't even really think the intention there is purely humor Mm -hmm. i think it's just more about identifying the setting because if you haven't been following along with the i mean in most people who are going to watch this trailer have not followed along with the news they haven't been reading the articles. They didn't hear anything at Comic-Con from 2017 where Kevin Feige and everybody else shared the information that the movie is set in the 1990s. Your general audience doesn't know any of that stuff. And you can't have them look at a young Nick Fury and be like, what the hell? Like that by <laughs> itself is just going to be confusing. So showing blockbuster video, that allow- that's a nice little reference point for the audience to mm-hmm. be like, okay, cool. So this is not set in the modern day and Nick Fury looks a lot younger. Coulson looks younger. So I I get it. This is obviously something that's set before, you know, well before Iron Man and everything else, which is when everybody, which is when the world first met Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the blockbuster thing, while it is kind of funny, it's not really a joke. It's, it's, it's as informative as it is funny. And Mm -hmm. I, I loved this trailer in the way that Marvel studios was willing to say, look, we don't have to, hits you with quips every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the only movie that this really reminds me of in terms of a, tra- a first trailer not really having the laughs and some of the things that we expect from Marvel was Infinity War, but Infinity War was different. You weren't mm-hmm. launching a new franchise with Infinity War. Everybody knew. So regardless of the fact that the you know there was that 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 somber tone to the Infinity War trailers... Everybody still knew who Iron Man was and Cap and everybody else, so they knew they were going to get the laughs even if it wasn't showing up in the trailers. But usually with new franchises, whether it's Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man, we see Marvel leaning a lot on humor, although they didn't go big on humor for Doctor Strange, which is one of the more recent newer franchises. But uh, And they didn't go a ton of humor with Black Panther either. But this one, I think, is probably the most serious tone we've seen from a for a Marvel trailer for a brand-new franchise. Um, and, and I appreciated that. I liked that. And I love that they kind of sold the mystery of this. I think there's a really interesting balancing act with this trailer. And that's not to say I don't have any critiques of this trailer. I do. And I'll share those as we go on. But just to get into mm-hmm. some of the things that, that I liked about the trailer, from a visual standpoint, this just looks gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I love the way that this trailer seems to... it it tells me that the movie is just going to kind of seamlessly blend these tones of grounded street level 1990s action with also big cosmic things. And I don't have a problem with that. I think that's great when you have a character like Captain Marvel who can have 
you can go do a big space story with Captain Marvel. You can also do something that happens in one neighborhood in New York with Captain Marvel. You can do those things with Carol Danvers. Kelly Sue DeConnick did that in her run. You never knew what Carol was going to be up to from one story arc to the next. And so I love that this, as a first trailer and as a first movie, really kind of shows you that Captain Marvel fits in both of those settings, in the big cosmic setting and in the more grounded Earth-based setting. I think that's all, I think that's a really cool thing, a really cool message for this trailer to send to audiences. I also love the dialogue that we did get from Carol where she talks about her memories and how you know, she, mm-hmm. she remembers having a life here. And, and that tells you the, the story structure because we found out from the Entertainment Weekly stuff that when we meet her, she's already got her powers. She's already on Star Force, led by Jude Law, who is or isn't Marvel. We'll have to wait and see. But we are already going to start with her with her powers. And we're going to clearly get a nonlinear narrative where we're getting the flashbacks that are essentially the memories that Carol is having as they get triggered within her mind. And I think that's going to be a great way for us to still get origin stuff, origin material, still get backstory on the character without having to do what is what has most recently become just a paint-by-numbers kind of origin story. And we talked about this a little bit before when we talked about some of the Entertainment Weekly coverage, but I think that hurt Doctor Strange. I didn't expect when Marvel first said they were doing a Doctor Strange movie, I did not expect the typical three-act structure of an origin story for Doctor Strange. I was kind of surprised that they did it. Not that, I mean, I know Paul doesn't, Paul's not the huge, the biggest fan of that movie. I like the movie, <laughs> but I also feel that the more traditional structure of that film actually hurt the overall perception of the film. Because for, mm-hmm. a, lo- for a lot of the naysayers that the film had, it was, hey, we've kind of seen this before. And I feel like if they had changed up some of, th- some of those things, it would have helped with the pacing of Doctor Strange. And so even though I like the movie, I think it could have been better. And so I'm really glad that Marvel Studios isn't doing that again with Captain Marvel. And they actually are changing it up this time, going with a little bit more of that nonlinear narrative. And I, I think it really helps. And I think it's going to be a big, big deal for pacing because you're not going to have to wait 30, 40 minutes to really get into the action here. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I love about this trailer. It was I you know, I didn't know what to expect. I liked the stills we talked about in the previous shows and I was obviously all about the the Cree, you know, stuff that with her and, and Marvel. I mean, what's a I'm going go ahead and going to call Jude Law Marvel. I mean, whatever. But I what I'm, I, what seeing, I was, I'm starting to feel like there's a reason they're not calling him Marvel. Really? I mean, wh- why wouldn't you just call him Marvel? If that's who he is, why wouldn't you just call him that? Because probably don't want to ruin like the like the emotional backbone of why she calls herself Captain Marvel. But like, who does that really surprise? I mean, and I, and I get it. I get that it like you know surprises like general audience members, but it's not even a surprise that they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> like they're not even <laughs> they're not even going to care. I feel like there's that's a, good point. I, I feel like there's a swerve coming with that character. The more the longer they hold out on the name, the more I feel like something's up. Mm, you might be right. You might be anyway, something. Uh, I digress. But anyway. Yeah, but, but what I love about this is that there was no I had no idea what to expect and when she said I don't have, you know, I have a life or I had a life here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, she doesn't remember. That's what we didn't know in the Entertainment Weekly stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately in like I, I was immediately interested and wanted to know more. I'm like, okay, this is totally different. And this is shaping up to be a different it's almost less of an origin story and more of like the 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 uh, arrival of a hero more yeah. than an origin story, if that makes any more sense. Like it's just her becoming a superhero. She's already like super powerful. This is her becoming Captain Marvel, but not the origin of how she got her powers and all this stuff. It's like it's it's a different kind of origin story, which I like. And I think this or is maybe what it's ha- her becoming Carol Danvers. Like oh snap! When you think about that, like perspective, though, it's like, well, she already kind of is Captain Marvel as far as having the right. powers and everything. But what she has to do is become Carol Danvers again. Yeah, no, and that's a different concept. And again, I like the fact that Marvel's doing something different. And there's it just the, the the visuals. There's some great shots in this movie that Dude. already that I'm really into. The and, helmets in the movie, man. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> the helmet no, with the mohawk is in the movie. Not only is it in it the movie, great. it's in the trailer. Yeah. 
It looks I mean, great. I mean, granted, we're yeah. only seeing it with the green suit so far. You got to save the red helmet for the movie. You got to save something. But that confirmation that the helmet's in the movie, like that's huge. Yeah, I I love I love the helmet. I actually wish she would wear that on the, in the comics on the reg. Like you know, I know she doesn't, but uh, I know she wore it for like when she was with the Guardians for the most part. But I mean, she wears it I when love, she goes out in space. It makes sense. Oh right, oh, well, right, right. I get that. But I I love I love the helmet. I, I'm a big. Everyone knows I'm a I'm a huge costume guy. That's just my bag. That's my thing. But yeah, there's just some great stuff in this. And like I because, you know, knowing a little bit of the character that I do and then hearing that, I'm like, whoa, this is completely different than what, what I was expecting. I was expecting a paint by numbers, Doctor Strange, like you said, Sean. And what this is promising, and again, we haven't seen the movie yet, but what we've seen of the stills from the information we got from Entertainment Weekly and from this trailer, the first trailer, I'm already like, wow, I'm already way more excited mm-hmm. about this than I have been for a lot of you know stories. I was excited for all Marvel films, obviously, but now I'm like, I really think this is going to be a different mar- – whether or not it succeeds, we'll, we'll see, but I already like where this is setting up already it's different it's it's you know it's combining the space element with a you know fish out of water or fish returning to water if you will mm. um which i really like those ideas it's something different and, yeah. I, and i love it i love that the, they're presenting something to me different that's not the same as everything else whereas you know dr strange I, I just i've always liked dr strange and i've always liked dr strange more than i've, I've liked captain marvel to be quite frank but at the same time, you know, I kind of knew we were getting like a paint by numbers origin story, but I didn't really care. I just wanted to see Dr. Strange rock, rock out. And, and that didn't really necessarily happen. But anyway, um, but yeah, this, there's just so many great moments in here that I can't wait to see them in context. Now I want to bring up what I, I had a lot of people online talk to me about this. And I think this is so like, we kind of talked a little bit about, about uh, text message this morning um, with people. And I think there's, there's some viable things. My main criticism is, and this is, again, this is all out of context of the film is Brie Larson's, some of her performancing or performing the, some of her, um, uh, her cadence for her, her dialogue just seems a little off right now. Now we talked about how she is, you know, again, she's been out of, touch for a long time. And I think that's an important aspect of this movie. Mm -hmm. And that's the one reason why I'm not like blasting this because I'll be honest, when I first heard this, I was texting a friend and I, and I said to them, yeah, does it sound, does she sound off to you? Like something sounds, she sounds so bland and no energy. And I was expecting a little more energy in her performance and her performance, just, just their cadence, just something seems off. Now, after watching the trailer a bunch and I, and I saw a bunch of people kind of, kind of keen on me, like she sounds different. It's not good acting, you know? And I think, you know, everyone's talking now, hold on, now hold on. I don't, I don't prescribe to that necessarily right now. And I don't, but I will say there is how she's performing things at this moment is interesting, but I think it's all in the context of the film, because like you said, Sean, I I already think that she's kind of lost her way and that's what we're seeing her as right now. She's very serious. She's very kind of pre Carol. Like I don't think of her as flat. I think she's very intense in what Mm -hmm. we're seeing in this. I think a lot of people, I don't know what they think good acting is, but good acting is not just, hey, always be super entertaining and charismatic. Like in the yeah. normal Marvel, in the normal way that people are doing great acting in Marvel movies. Like, cause that, I mean, that stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's part of it. But the other stuff, like some of the best material that we get from Chris Evans and from Robert Downey Jr., it's not usually the stuff that gets showcased in their trailers, but the best moments when we watch the movies, a lot of them are, end up being more intense moments. And yeah. so I think what we got, what was showcased in this trailer was the intensity, but I think there's a reason for that. I think there's a story reason for mm-hmm. that because I believe, again, this is this is Captain Marvel who doesn't know that she's human at this moment. And maybe she knows that she's human in terms of her DNA, but this is somebody who is quite literally saying, like, like in communicating that she doesn't even remember her life here. You know, and she's just mm-hmm. now getting memories of having a life here. So I believe a lot of that personality is going to shine through. Brie Larson is an unbelievably talented actress. 
Oh, totally. She won an Oscar, deservedly so, for Room. She should have been nominated for and won an Oscar for Short Term 12 a few years before that. Like, she is great. Or maybe it wasn't a few years, but not long before, uh, not too long before uh, Room. This is a fantastic actress that we have playing Carol Danvers. So I think everything that you're seeing from this trailer, I believe it's by design. I believe Marvel is trying to create a certain feeling and a certain sense of this character. But by and large, I've seen, I mean, I have seen some people being critical of the trailer for sure, but that always happens when we get trailers. I've also seen a lot of positivity about this trailer. And and some of the things that people are reacting to are some things that were my favorite moments in the trailer. Like we had two separate montages of one of Carol at different ages falling down and another one of Carol at different ages getting back up. Like that is so awesome. We talk about the idea of this film being, being inspiring. It's the first solo female led movie in the Marvel cinematic universe. And I saw a lot of people being inspired by that. Also that great little transition with the title cards of her into a hero. That was Mm -hmm. awesome. And people were responding very positively to that. I think visually the trailer looks, it just looks stunning to me. So many cool shots, so much cool cosmic action all over the place from the helmet to seeing the Kree world of Hala. We just got all kinds of cool, cosmic, weird Marvel comic stuff in this. The only thing that I felt was missing, and it's not really a critique, but like, I, so I get what people are saying in that there's not, like, there is more to Carol Danvers' personality in the comics than you get in this trailer. But I think that's part of the story of this film is going to be her discovering who Carol Danvers is because right now she doesn't remember once she discovered that. And there are glimpses of it. Now I do think it would probably be beneficial for Marvel studios to show at least a little bit of Carol's more natural personality uh, in the next yeah. trailer, because mm-hmm. general audiences still want to be assured they're going to have some laughs with Marvel movies. It's part of what they're used to seeing. So I do think they'll probably try and do uh, do some things a little bit differently with the next trailer, but by and large, I still think this was a really great, uh, a really great showing. And it seems like the majority reaction I'm seeing out there to this trailer is is positive and, and rightfully so. My only critique, and it's uh, well, besides what I mentioned of maybe, it's not so much what I mentioned before was more of an opportunity for the next trailer as opposed to a critique. But the only thing that kind of struck me is that. This is the, and it's, I mean, the, it, what they do in the trailer fits for the purposes of everything they're trying to accomplish with this trailer and the tone that they're trying to set with it. But it is a little bit off that you have your first female led solo movie and we hear Nick Fury talking more than we hear Carol Danvers speaking in the, in the trailer. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a little bit off. And again, there's a valid purpose for it because they're trying to create a sense of mystery around Carol Dan around Captain Marvel around Carol Danvers and I think that's fine I I understand that so maybe the way this trailer works by hearing more from Nick Fury than we do from Carol in this trailer because we're obviously seeing way more of Carol we're, we're we might be hearing more from Nick Fury but we're obviously seeing a lot more of Carol's life and so I think they're just trying to create a sense of mystery with the character but sometimes that can backfire because sometimes audiences just go like, I kind of want to get a better idea who this character is if I'm going to decide whether or not I want to go watch mm-hmm. the movie with this character. Right. So I do think Marvel Studios should let the audience in a bit more with the next trailer uh, in, in terms of Carol Danvers, in terms of Captain Marvel. Uh, but still, overall, I, I really enjoy this trailer. And, and as I said, I'm seeing a lot of positive reactions to it. Yeah, I've I've seen mostly positive reaction. I I just seen some people critique that, and I think you know to be and for me, I think it's somewhat of a valid critique because that it threw me off too. And I love the trailer. I, I make that very clear. I loved almost everything about this except for some of the lines, and it's mainly that last line that it ends on. It's so, I'll be honest, it's bland. It's very like eh, she's like you know I'm not what you think I am. It's just like eh. I mean again. Out of context. And that's what I'm telling people that were talking to me on Twitter today. I said, it's out of context. Let's give it the benefit of the doubt for now because I think everything else looks fantastic. And I think that, like, she'll have a great performance too. And again, I don't, you're, you're not going to like this comparison, but just bear with me, okay? Remember, all right, no, no, remember, no comments from you. I know you're going you're gonna to grow when I say this. Solo a Star Wars story. I love that uh, movie. No, Too dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I love that movie. And there was a lot of criticism when um, the first Super Bowl trailer came out mm. and Alden didn't talk. And people were like, they're afraid of Alden. They're afraid of Alden. And I'll be honest, like I was kind of like, maybe they are. I mean, I'm al- I was always going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And for me, in my opinion, I went in and when they showed as they showed more of Alden, I was like, okay, I'm seeing it. I'm, I have to see it in context. I always see it in context. When I saw the movie of Solo, a Star Wars story, and not knowing, seeing a ton of Alden as Han Solo, by the end of the film, I was 100% in love with him as Han Solo. And I think this is a great comparison because I think they they're trying to sell the movie. As you know, this hey, this is someone you recognize. This is Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson. I mean, he's like a way more prominent character, and you know, as far as a recognizable character, than Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, even Brie Larson at this point to the mainstream audience. So I can understand why putting Samuel Jackson, but like you, Sean, I agree. It should have gave her more dialogue and a little bit more livelier dialogue. And I think that's but I, I think to me, it was also it was both. I regret they did that, but I also understand and kind of like, you know, agree with them to an extent about letting Samuel have a little more spotlight in this one to kind of grab people and make them understand like, hey, she's connected to this guy. Maybe, you know, they people didn't stick around for the end of the Infinity War and they don't understand what that means. Or they kind of go, oh, that's what he was talking about was this character or whatever. Right. So I kind of get what they did. I just wish they did put Carol a little more, maybe a little more voiceover dialogue with Carol, perhaps maybe something like that, or maybe at the very end on a more vibrant um uh dialogue from the movie with her in it at the time i just think that really ends the trailer in a kind of the negative way i think that scene by itself towards the end of the trailer is what makes people kind of go eh because throughout the film they're like okay she's kind of like just kind of you know not wavering and then she really deadpans it at least again from the context of what we're seeing it in for me, that was made me go, eh, this is weird. So I understand people, what they're saying, but I want to make people understand too. And I don't think everyone's going to be like, no, we refuse to think that she's not a great actress or anything like that. I think they all understand Brie Larson is super uber talented, maybe the most talented actress in the MCU. But I think that line, I think that one, this little line performance was very just off putting. And I think everyone kind of like wants to see more energy like we're used to. And we will. And I think that we kind of broke it down pretty well here that, listen, let's just see it in context because this could be very early in the film mm-hmm. where she's very serious. And, you know, we just don't know. And I, I, I hope to think that she is a little bit. Let me rephrase this. I hope she's not quippy at all. Like, I want to make that very clear. I don't need a superhero to be quippy in every Marvel film. Um, I thought Doctor Strange was was good in that aspect because he wasn't like I'm making jokes like all over the place. Like, and when was, he tries yeah. to be quippy, those are actually the weakest moments for Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, exactly. Just not in his character, and at least on the, you know, whatever. And it's great. He does pull it off somewhat in Infinity War, but it's still held back. And I well, think it's better jokes that were written yeah, for Infinity yeah, War. Right. But I think, but at the same time, I think that for the most part, he's not really a jokey character. And I think that with Carol Danvers, I think that she may be the same thing as Doctor Strange. She's not going to be, she's she's going to be like more like a Doctor Strange and Captain America put together as far as her personalities, I think, than, a, than you would say a Tony Stark and a Spider-Man. She's not Tony Stark and Spider-Man at all. So, which I'm hoping she isn't. I don't want every superhero to be a wisecracking joke, you know, thing. I, I don't mind humor. I love humor in films. I think Marvel does an amazing job balancing it all out, but I don't want that either. I want to make that very clear. I don't need her making jokes in this movie. I love the, what they've given me. I just, I just, I pray that it's not just, that's her performance all the way through, which I don't think it is, but I hope it's not. But what we're seeing right now is really great special effects. The sets look great. The designs look great. I mean, here's the thing, Sean. When you can design, take something from the comics and translate it from the page to screen and make it look great, but also unique in and of itself, is a difficult thing. And mm-hmm. I feel that's what they're doing with Captain Marvel's costumes and everything else. Everything looks unique. It looks like Marvel. But it's also not just a straight rent, you know, it's not like a complete 100% translation. And it also and looks all- like new stuff. It doesn't look like they're just exactly. repeat, they're just repeating 
Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy or Thor Ragnarok. It's like we can do different cosmic things and we can still give them their own look. So Hala is not going to look like Xandar or Sakaar or whatever else. Like we can continue to create and just build these new worlds, these new environments. And I, I think I mean, Carol Danvers is eventually going to be a little bit quippy because she is in the comics. That's who she is. And they've already talked about that in mm. the coverage. Like Brie Larson has said that she makes jokes and like they, these are like this character will make jokes. You will see the stuff that you can see that you normally expect from Marvel movies. But what I appreciated about this trailer and what I thought was a bold step. And I think for a lot of people it's paid off, but maybe it's throwing some other people, you know, some other people it's throwing them off a bit. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm really not that interested in psychoanalyzing people who don't like the trailer. If you don't like the trailer, you don't like the trailer. I get it. It's fine. It's not the movie. Maybe you'll like the whole movie. You know, I didn't like either. I didn't really like the trailers for the Avengers. Like, I didn't think they had super great trailers for the Avengers. And then that ended up being an instant classic movie. So if the trailers aren't working for you, doesn't mean the movie won't. And you'll just have Mm -hmm. to wait and see. But I appreciated that Marvel Studios, when they maybe are often accused of uh, relying too much on humor, this time didn't go that route. And they really focused on character and they focused on story. And so when a character is telling you in this trailer that she doesn't even really effectively doesn't remember her life, maybe you don't expect her to be super energetic and poppy and smiling. Like it's not, you know, like her circumstances right now don't as they're being defined for you in this trailer they don't really warrant her being quippy or any of that stuff like it's more of the intensity and i think you're going to get that when you see the film and so context is key but obviously you don't get to use the entirety of uh, the context that the film will have as you're trying to sell it to an audience but i think a lot of the general audience at this point is fairly on board with marvel which is not to say that there's no selling required there still is but I think people are going to find other things to tap into with this trailer. We mentioned the moments that are just very inspiring in this. And I think a lot of parents will see this be like, oh, I definitely want to take my kids to see this movie, especially parents. Not, I mean, whether your kid's a boy or a girl, doesn't matter. You should go take them to see the movie. But certainly parents with daughters, in the same way that we saw young girls who just flocked to Wonder Woman, you're probably going to see a lot of that with Captain Marvel. And you see some very inspiring moments within this trailer and i think all of that is very exciting so i think this trailer for me was a home run like yeah even though i have a a couple of critiques and but they're not really like they're not really the kinds of things where i think it's off because even the things that i that i outlined as my critiques of the trailer as there it's just really more about here's what they could do on the next one to to answer some of the questions and provide certain feelings that this trailer didn't do but in the same way that the Black Panther trailers, like we had the first teaser trailer and then we had another one that showed a lot more of the movie. And I think you're going to get that with Captain Marvel. But as the first trailer out the gate, it looks incredible. We're seeing all kinds of crazy cosmic stuff that was even beyond a level of what I was expecting to see, especially in this first, uh, for a first trailer, I saw way more than I was expecting to from this. Didn't expect that we were going to get to see the helmet in this. We also haven't mentioned the fact that she pretty much goes binary at the end of this trailer. Like, I was one of the big questions I had was how powerful are they going to let Captain Marvel be in this first movie? Like, how far are they going to go with her power level? And it looks like they're going all the way. I thought maybe they would save something for Avengers 4. I'm sure they did. But if this is what we're already seeing in her own movie, is what we get in the last shots of this trailer, then. Carol Danvers is going to live up to all the hype that Kevin Feige and everybody else has put on her of this being the most powerful hero that we've met in the MCU. Yeah, that was something that I thought was really cool. And if she is going to be the most powerful member, she's got to have, you got to have a reason for it. You know, you got to show us what makes her so powerful. And again, I don't, I don't just be her lifting heavier shit than Thor lives. Than the Hulk. Yeah, or, or, yeah, exactly. Well, also, too, like, I didn't know she has, like, the beam power. Like, I'm, I'm not, is that, is that something that's new? No, because the, I don't like know. that she can fire those, like, she can fire energy blasts out of her hands in the comics. Well, no, no, right, yeah, but is that, is that a newer power, or is that, like, a, am I just totally not? I'm pretty sure it's been around a while. 
I know she was right. when she was like that fire, you know, uh, power character. She did that, but yeah, but anyway, but yeah, like there's there's a different you know level that you you know you have to show us why she's mm-hmm. so powerful. You have to show her why she you know for the story why she needs to be so powerful to stop these scrolls. Which I want to bring up also, like if we're fighting the scrolls in this movie, are we getting super scrolls? Like, no. are we gonna get? I mean, no. I don't. Uh, well, I mean. The concept of super powerful scrolls, maybe, but the super scroll, like more specific idea, I believe that's a Fox thing. I don't believe that's a thing that Marvel Studios gets to use yet. <laughs> well, right. Well, no, no. But like this, yeah, Super Scroll himself as like that's the Fantastic Four powers. Yeah. But in Secret Invasion, they had the they are there were a ton of Super Scrolls. There was like you know, they had X Men Super Scrolls. They yeah. had Avengers Super Scrolls. I mean, obviously, there's no Avengers at this point. But what I'm saying is like someone a scroll that's like really powerful that has multiple powers. That's not like the rest of them. Like maybe um, oh, I forgot the what's uh what's his name's um oh my gosh. Uh, Mendelssohn's uh, characters. Talos. Maybe Talos will have a super scroll kind of power. We'll have multiple powers, maybe of similar to hers, you know, something like that, that she, you know, becomes that super scroll kind of character where he can like, you know, mimic other people that she's, you know, maybe Ronin's or excuse me, Ronin, whatever his name is. Um, It's Ronin. Power Ronin. Yeah. Ronin, Ronin. Uh, It's too hard. But yeah. So like it's, it's, it's just, it's something I'm curious about because with the, with the scrolls, they're not like super powered beings, you know what I mean? So like what, it, so what I'm very curious is if she's so powerful, what, you know, if she's so powerful, then more powerful than the Hulk and everything, then she should be able to take up these scrolls and like no problem. So I want to know what exactly is going to be driving her from the physical standpoint of like, what's going to, you know, what the power level is going to be and, and uh, will not be, but like, what's she going up against and uh, what is she going, you know, all crazy powerful, the very end trailer for like I, I, that stuff is really intriguing to me because well, something, as a yeah, fan, I mean, something beat her because she crash lands on earth and she looks pretty beat up as she's falling down. So like there's, you know, she, she gets defeated. I think some of this stuff is like, some of the powers that she sees or that we see are going to be things that she's discovering along the way. Like I know she already has her powers at the beginning of this, but that doesn't mean she's discovered the full extent of her powers. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think we'll see, you know, a little bit of a, a progression of her powers, but the scrolls, I mean, we got the one shot that was from the same, uh, very quick shot of the scrolls, same uh, from the same scene where we got the still of the scrolls from entertainment weekly, but there was another shot of a dead scroll that's sitting there. It's that long shot at the very end. You can see it's like laid out on this, I don't know, whatever you call it, slab, more <laughs> table. You put a dead body <laughs> on the morgue. Uh, then they have, uh, you see Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury to the left. And then we see somebody else's back. That actually looks like Ben Mendelsohn uh, to me in human form, not in scroll form. Because we know from the EW stuff that Ben Mendelsohn is also posing as a shield agent when he's in human form and that I believe his shield guy is also Nick Fury's boss in this. So I think we have a lot of things kind of going on there, but as far as super scrolls and maybe Jude law is a scroll. I mean, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, cause like there's that shot actually with his eyes, the, the shot with his eyes, but also there's a shot, the shot where she closes her fist I keep looking at that and trying to wonder, if is that Jude Law that she's facing off against there? Because she's also, in that shot, she's not wearing her green Cree colors anymore. That's in her red and blue costume. And mm. the red and blue costume, like, breaking away from the Cree colors, like, what's the reason for that? Some of it could just be Star Force and, and everybody and Ronin and everybody else in the Cree causing problems, but maybe it's also Jude Law. Like, you know, maybe it, maybe it's also his character. Um, you know, maybe there's a swerve with him also being a villain in this and it, it's not guaranteed that he is, uh, that he actually is Marvell. Yeah. That was because of his eyes were kind of doing yellow. I'm like, oh, is that telling us he's a scroll? Like, you know, that's the, I'll, I'll be honest. The scrolls have never been my favorite villains of the Marvel universe and secret invasion, was a wasn't my favorite like crossover event. So, the, you know, I'm more excited to see Carol as Captain Marvel just whoop a on everybody. Like that's gonna be really fun for me to see. And so, I'm just kind of 
just very curious how this is going to play out. I've never been a shape-shifting like power guy. Like it's never been like my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, like Jude Law, if he ends up being like you know a scroll the whole time, I'm I'm going to be whatever about it. I don't know. I I really I'm I've, I've I've done the, 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 the problematic thing, Sean, where I've attached myself to him being Marvel and being like this really important person to her. That's, you know, that's obviously not a love interest, but like a mentor figure. And the fact that, you know, he's probably going to die. And like, that's going to, you know, I, I've already made up my, made up my mind. That's what I want. And that's obviously not good to do. My experience of, Definitely uh, not. speculate, uh, speculating my, my, to my death. Um, so, but right now I, but that's the thing. I, I just, that's the one problem with the scrolls is like you have that you do have like moments like her punching the old lady, which is phenomenal. That's awesome. I, I, that is <laughs> that is so straight up. That awesome. was brilliant. I never thought of doing that. Like even though it's like it's played in different films like that, like in X Men Three or X Three Last Stand, when you had the Mystique uh, morph into a little girl and and she's like, "Please let me out," <laughs> and the guy's yeah. like. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna spray you in the face, you know, and whatever. So that part was kind of funny, and it's played for laughs. But like that was perfect. Like you can just, I love how deadpan she is. Like it's just, it's so. See, that's where the seriousness like plays in the mm. comedic gold right there. Because you see the nice old lady, and she just whaps her. It's like, man, it's perfect. So I don't know. I I I both like I, I, stuff like that is fun, but like throughout the whole movie, I'm very curious if I'm gonna be. Like, I would like the movie if, as long as Captain Marvel herself is a good character, I would like the movie. The villains are always kind of whatever for me. For the most part, I can kind of get by with a subpar villain. So I'm hoping that, like, Mendelssohn, I mean, Mendelssohn's great. I love him as um, Krennic. So I, I'm totally confident that he'll do a great job. But I just worry about the, the whole aesthetic of who could I trust? It's going to, I just don't want it to get overdone. And that's one thing I'm a little worried about. And with her punching the old lady, which is both hilarious and kind of, you know, interesting. It also makes me go, I hope this movie isn't just, isn't just like, we're going to figure out who's a scroll. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to get really sick of that. If that's a big part of the movie, which it probably will be. So that's a minor, like non trailer, like worry for me. So I want to make that very clear. It's just kind of my own little, uh, just, I hope it doesn't get too. I just hope it's done um, judiciously, if you will, or uh, within ba- it's balanced well. How about that? So well, and and Marvel's usually pretty good about not yeah. not overplaying certain things. So I'm not really too not really too worried about that. But yeah, I'm looking at that shot right now of Carol with the clenched fist, and it's just whoever's in there at the like left end of the frame, it's kind of blurry. So I can't tell if that's Ben Mendelsohn or if it's Jude law, but it does almost kind of look like the outline almost does look like the Cree costume. Although I can't quite make out like the full color scheme. So maybe my eyes suck or I just paused it poorly, but I'm pretty sure that person's like stays out of focus no matter when you try to pause this trailer, but I'm not going to be surprised if we get a swerve there just to have a more like a bigger emotional investment for Carol and also, because Ben Mendelsohn plays a villain in everything, it just won't surprise me if Marvel Studios takes a turn with this and goes, well, look, you think he's going to be the main villain in this, but he's not really. Like, he is a villain, but there's something else here for Carol to have to deal with. Um, and also, like, the emotional investment in Carol is going to be... she's If she had to fight Jude Law, who's been, like, her mentor in this, there's going to be a much stronger emotional hook to that than there would ju- than there would be with just some scroll that she's fighting even yeah, if no, even if it is a scroll point. as powerful as Talos. so i'm not ruling out things with Jude Law and, and whether or not this guy is Marvel or somebody else that would be revealed maybe maybe he's the Kree supreme intelligence who took a body form like i don't know i just want the Kree supreme intelligence to be in the damn movie so that's probably my own wishful thinking on that but yeah i'm, I'm not really sure where things stand on that but there was a cameo that was made. I don't know if you saw this, Paul. This was not in the trailer, but this was in the poster. So Carol's cat, Chewie, is in the poster. I don't know if you saw that. Or if you even know that Carol has a cat named Chewie. Uh, well, I I didn't know she had a cat named Chewie. I, maybe I did vaguely, but someone texted me. The same person I was texting this morning with, uh, she sent me over the poster and goes, here's a poster. It's got a cat. I was like, huh? 
And then I was like, I don't get it. She's like, he has a cat. I'm like, oh, okay. I had no idea she had a cat. So I was, it, it's, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I, that's good for all of the hardcore Captain Marvel fans out there. That's well, exciting. Well, the cat also has, like, cosmic powers, though. It's not like a... Oh, he, I didn't know that. In the, well, in the comics. Now, in the movie, maybe it's just a cat. You know, maybe it, it may really just be the cat, and that's all we get. But in the comics, like that cat actually is not a cat. It's actually an alien that's in the shape of a cat. So, yeah, there's definitely different things that uh, that could come up as a result as a result of this cat being in the movie. But sometimes a cat is just a cat and it's a little homage. But the fact that they snuck it into the poster and didn't put it in the trailer makes me feel like there might be something a little more up with that. But aside from just the cat being in there, though, uh, like we can see some different things going on in terms of the powers. Cause one thing we haven't spoke, we haven't talked about so far is that the origin is going to change a bit. And it mm-hmm. looks like we kind of get in, we see the explosion where it appears, where it appears Carol gets her powers in this movie. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but there is the big colorful cosmic explosion. And was it just me or, and, and actually I know it wasn't just me cause I've seen other people talk like tweeting about this as well today, but that explosion, I mean, it may just be cosmic and colorful, but it also looks kind of quantum realmy. Like I'm mm. not, he like mm. yeah, uh, <laughs> like it just it kind of reminds me of some of the the color schemes and things that we saw. Not so much in the first Ant Man film, but uh, Ant Man and the Wasp this past summer if there might be some quantum element to Carol's powers in this. That would be very interesting. I mean, if she's so powerful, she could maybe like go so fast. She could wind up in the quantum realm, maybe mm-hmm. kind of a thing. You know, I, this, I have a random thing I just thought of like, what if the quantum realm is associated with the negative zone at some point? Like, what if it's the same thing? Yeah, I actually had one of our patrons on a Q&A show recently ask me about that, about the idea no way. Of, yeah, of the quantum realm kind of being combined mm. with the negative zone. And it could happen. We see that stuff happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If two ideas are kind of there, and rather than having them, sometimes you just let them be separate things, but also these right. mergers do happen. And because you know, another thing about this is going back to the cat, it was actually one of our listeners, John Armstrong, who... He alerted me to it on Twitter. There was a Slash Film article, but I think the first tweet about it came from somebody named Ryan Matsunaga. But Carol's cat's name is Chewy, and the species that he is is like it's called a flurkin. So they can have like little pocket universes that they can store like in their mouth. They can also do travel between dimensions. They also have tentacles, so maybe it'll get like super weird, but like if there's dimensional travel with the cat, maybe there is something quantum realmy about this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it just feeds into all those things. Although I don't know if a quantum realm traveling cat is really going to be part of it, but I'm not going to rule it out either. Uh, it is just weird. Right. Like the way the cat was just barely in the teaser poster almost makes me feel like there is more significance to this cat than a cat just being a cat, which is not to say that the cat is going to take over the entire plot of the movie. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, but maybe sometimes it, a cat is a cat, right? But maybe Chewie will have some of those powers. I don't know. True. And well, it also, yeah, go ahead, and the na- well, they should also keep the name Chewie because star Wars exists in the Marvel cinematic universe as yeah. stated by Tom Holland in, well, not just in yeah. civil war, but in the death star, they were building in homecoming and it's all part of the same Disney family. So I'm sure they can use the name if they want. Right. Well, and also the reason I bring up the negative zone and what you might be touching on something is because in the comic books, the negative zone attacks outer space or space, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, annihilation is annihilus coming in from the negative zone, attacking right. and taking over the universe. So it, you know, it's very much, they're very connected. So I think they're maybe, maybe not necessarily, you know, quantum realm, but maybe the quantum realm and negative zone are one and the same and that she, you know, they call it, they'll eventually call it the negative zone or, or it's a part of that, of that world. And maybe or that's the where the cat zone is just, from. yeah, like an offshoot of the quantum yeah. realm, you know, the quantum realm so, has so many different avenues to go down and the negative zone could be one mm-hmm. of them. You want another negative zone connection. The Eternals have been there too and yeah. they're coming up. So, I mean, granted mm-hmm. we're 
now it's just speculation running wild. But like, well, right. you know, there is there is a basis for this based on some things that are actually coming up right now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or coming up in the near future of the MCU. Right. And so I think that because the reason why they can maybe start introducing the idea of the negative zone now is because it's one of those things they share with the FF because it's mainly a Fantastic Four uh, you know, thing with a nihilist because a mm-hmm. nihilist is a part of Fantastic Four character, but because it branched out to multiple, uh, fran- you know, I want to say franchises in the comics, but multiple comic book uh, characters and, and series or whatever, they might be one of those things they share, like the scrolls. So if they share the scrolls with the FF, then to be honest, I think it's very possible you could see a negative zone reference well, in they, this movie. I don't know about the negative zone. I know Annihilus was not shared because James Gunn wanted Annihilus for Guardians and couldn't have him, and that's why he went to Ronan. But ah. uh, as far as the the negative zone, I believe I believe that's still tied to FF, but I don't know. That's really just more of a guess than anything else. But because mm-hmm. it's so, I mean. Well, it's not limited to the FF. I mean, it's been part of a lot of other things, but yeah. it was born of the Fantastic Four. And sometimes if it's, you know, fruit of that tree, then like, then it still ends up being part of the license. So I'm not really sure where that stands, but we don't sure. have to have the negative design, the negative zone being defined as part of the quantum realm in this movie. It could just happen in another movie. Yeah. When yeah. Yeah. Certain deals and all transactions have been closed, and you don't have to worry about who owns what anymore, yep. aside from Sony. Uh, but Woo-hoo. as far as the Fox owned stuff, when that becomes uh. a that will become a non issue before too long here. So anyway, getting back to getting away from the speculative stuff about the future of the MCU, just back to this trailer as we start to wrap up here. I think that this I think this is a good first impression for Captain Marvel because. Yeah. You loved it, I loved it, but it's not just selfishly because we liked it. That means it's a great trailer, but as we've talked about, we've seen a lot of positive reaction to it, and especially, it seemed like the audience that was most excited about this movie, the people that I'm familiar with that have been tweeting about this movie for years, they all seem pretty happy with it as well. So uh, I, I think they're, I think Marvel Studios is off to a good start. That doesn't mean it's job, like, mission accomplished, like they're all done now with marketing Captain Marvel. There's certainly going to be plenty more that we get between now and March 8th. Not necessarily in terms of trailers. I mean, there will be probably one more trailer, maybe an extended TV spot that plays with the Super Bowl or somewhere around that time. So they have uh, a lot of different things they can do to continue reaching out. And and Disney, they're not idiots when it comes to marketing these movies. They're pretty smart. In fact, a cool little uh, tidbit for today is that the reason that this trailer dropped today and Brie Larson premiered it in Washington, D.C., Uh, A lot of that had to do with the fact that today, September 18th, is actually the anniversary of the founding of the United States Air Force. So, like, it's actually, Mm. there was some significance to the date, and of course, Carol is a member of the Air Force. So, the Disney marketing team, I'm sure that they'll be looking and seeing at their reaction to this trailer, and if they feel like there are any gaps, anything they need to close between now and the, the time the movie opens, they will showcase that. But I like what Marvel did here. They gave you... Not necessarily a sense of the overall plot, but they really gave you a good sense, I think, of where this character stands right now. And I think you have to take that into account as you're as we're interpreting and, and evaluating how Carol is behaving in this. Now, you can it's a separate argument if this is the the smartest way to sell the movie, but uh, because this is the story. But I always like it if they're selling me based uh, if they're selling me based on what we're actually going to see in the movie, which is we will get Carol being Carol eventually, but she has to find out who that is first, and she doesn't know that when this story starts. And I think this trailer reflects that, and I think it's a very good trailer. I'm hooked, and I want to see what's next for Carol Danvers. I love seeing again the the progression of her entire life from falling down to getting back up. Very inspiring material in this trailer, and then just from a pure Marvel comic nerd standpoint, there was just, it was a feast for the eyes in this trailer. So many cool things to look at. So many things I wasn't counting on seeing in the MCU, or at least in this movie. And well, that I was hoping to see in this movie, but certainly wasn't counting on seeing in the trailers. We got a lot of that, or even if it was just a small taste of those things. So I was way on board with this trailer and I've been watching it over and over all day. And I'm I'm sure that's going to continue. Yeah, I, I I really like this trailer. I thought it was great. 
and I, you know, my, my minor, you know, quips or, or quips or quabbles, I should say, uh, here and there. I thought it was a great trailer. I'm really, really excited. I think this looks great. I think it's it's going to be a great introduction to the character. And I think again, Marvel putting out um, Captain Marvel right before Infinity War and tying her into that huge movie is just a stroke of genius. So it's going to be a great thing to be, you know, to be to watch. And I can't wait to see the what they do and how it broadens the uh, broadens the the universe a little, or, or expands, I should say, expands the universe a little bit. So I'm really excited to see all that. Yeah. You know, one last thing as I'm watching the trailer on a loop here. Another thing I'm noticing is you talked about that last line of, you know, you're wrong about what I am or whatever it is that she says there. Like, I think there's a child right in front of her. And I'm pretty sure that child is going to turn out to be Monica Rambeau. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Although that makes me kind of worry for Maria Rambeau. Or maybe Mm. maybe that's who she's talking to is Maria Rambeau. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I hope yeah, so. Yeah. I don't. I don't want her to die in this movie. <laughs> like I hope Lashawn can, can stick around. Yeah, don't die. Uh, but yeah, so there's a little another tease for the future of the Captain Marvel franchise, and even more that could happen with Monica Rambeau in other Marvel franchises. But that is where we're going to wrap up this week's show. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're a member of our Patreon, we've got a great Patreon credit scene coming up. And if you're not, you can sign up over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. We're going to be talking about the other exciting development today, which is a report from Variety that Marvel Studios is going to be producing some limited series for the Disney streaming service, including series for characters like Loki and Scarlet Witch. And these are series that will star the actors that you see playing those characters in the Marvel movies, because again, these are produced by Marvel Studios, not Marvel Television. So we will be talking about that in this week's Patreon credit scene. And then make sure you keep up with us, not in addition to the Patreon, every day on the website, marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, and on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, aka P Thug. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 